TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, it's C. Sparky. Pfeiffer here on 1250 AM. The Fan uh, broadcasting live from the Wendy Studios. Make sure to get your Strawberry Frosty today. It's only here for the summertime. Just had myself a Strawberry Frosty last night, uh, along with some chili and cheese and onions, and it was delicious. Going to be joined now by Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Tiller, Valley Sports Brewers analyst uh, in Toronto, Canada. As the Brewers are getting ready to take on the, the Toronto Blue Jays, is Toronto among uh, one of your favorite cities that you get to go to uh, throughout the course of your career, Tim? Uh, I've actually never been here before. Uh, the thing really? the furthest north I got, yeah, furthest north I got, I think was uh, Niagara Falls when my dad was coaching in the New York Penn League. I was probably eight or nine or ten. So. This is a big deal for me. I, you know, get to use my passport. Haven't done that since uh, I went to Venezuela. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. That that is that's very cool stuff. Uh, what do you make out of the Brewers? They're in first place in the division with a ton of injuries. Can't seemingly get anybody healthy. Offensively, it's been a struggle for this team for most of the year. But I guess, like I started off with, they're still in first place despite everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're lucky that, you know, for whatever reason, the NL central has just been on the scuffle scooter this entire season and no really, you know, qualms about it. They're playing the blue Jays who have a similar record, maybe exact record right now. Um, and, and they're last place in the ALE. So yeah, I mean, it's a good thing they're at the NL central, but at the same time, it's like eventually they're going to get healthy. Eventually there's going to be a little bit of light on the horizon where they know things are about to get, you know, turn and get better, but that's exactly what it is. You know, they, they're playing good baseball at times, but it's just not enough just because uh, they just can't sustain it. The consistency of every day walking the clubhouse and man, they lose another guy. So eventually this team will get healthy and show what they can do. Do you ever have a chance to talk to council about some of his lineups that he does? Because again, against the left-handed hitter, we have, we have Christian Yelich uh, in the cleanup. And I, I looked up to see what his numbers were against left-handed starters this year. 192 average, 283 on base, 234 slugging, and he's batting cleanup. And I just, I, I tweeted, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't understand the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one day I'll, you know, hopefully I'll pass the test and I can be a major league manager, and that way I can put out whatever, <laughs> whatever lineup I want to put out. You know, he's done that. He took the test. He's he's passed it all. He's been there and done that. Yep. So, you know, I don't think he's just throwing darts at a board. I think there's some strategy, and I think at the same time they haven't come up with a with a viable lineup that's just been extremely dangerous against left-handed starters. And um, so with that comes experimentation. You want to sit there and go, well, what's going to work? What, what, how are we going to find this out? And 
Um, you know, a lot of managers would say, no, there's one way and we're going to live or die by this one way. And luckily, Craig Council's a guy that's like, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to figure out what works. And it just means that he's in tune with what's going on. Maybe we don't always see it. Maybe we can't make sense of it. But at the same time, that's, you know, that's his job, not ours, to try to try to make it work. I have heard stories. I don't remember if it was Garner or Troublehorn. One of those guys back in the day, uh, literally when teams would be scuffling, whatever else, literally would put names in a hat and just pick them out of a hat to determine what the batting order was going to be, trying anything possible to try and get this team out of a funk. Have you ever been a part of anything of, like that in the minors or the major leagues where uh, the manager decided to put together a lineup that way to try and break a team out of something? Um, if there was, I wasn't a part of it. I will say that there's times when you're slumping offensively. I've seen guys play different games where you know they'll use one bat for the entire game like you know everyone agrees that we're going to use such and such as bat and oh. you don't need you don't even need a bat boy that day it's you walk out there and the guy hits and the next dude walks up and he uses that bat oh, wow. and it kind of takes a you know it takes a more simple approach like like you're forced to do it it's like if you're a pitcher and you're on the mound and the manager comes out to the mound that's to take you out but just tells you and i've had this you know says hey I want you to throw every pitch right here a slider to this hitter. And you say, okay. And it kind of gives you some, some sense of like, okay, well, you know, a little deep breath, like, you know, Hey, if I hang a slider and the guy hits it, it's on the manager, you know, right? Like I've bought into this teamwork type thing and I'm just going to, but I'm going to try to execute my pitch, but I have it, I have to do it with a little bit more freedom now. So that's the same way with you start doing play these games with, uh, involved and they're all part of the team and they kind of alleviate some pressure like yeah using the same bat i've also heard of take four uh first time through the lineup everybody walks up there and they take the first four pitches of the bat if you take three down the middle then you just walk back and it's, it's everyone buying into it you know if you're the seven eight nine hole and you watch everyone else take four pitches what are you going to do you're going to go up there and take four pitches so you'd be surprised at the results of some of this stuff there's a reason people don't do this kind of stuff all the time uh, but every once in a while, it's okay to shake things up. <laughs> How quickly can you pick up on a game plan from another team when you're pitching? Because a lot of times we'll see guys uh, if, against the pitcher and they're attacking early in counts. Other times, like you said, they're kind of sitting back and, and letting this guy throw a, a lot of pitches and not swinging at first pitches regardless of where it is. But as a pitcher who's facing this, how long does it take you and the catcher maybe to pick up on kind of a pattern if there is one? Well, sometimes you're so... In, in the weeds, like you kind of miss whatever it is, the trees or the forest or whatever the analogy is, because you're so worried about so many other things. That's where the coaches come in. Like that's their job is to see the big picture. Um, for instance, uh, for the Hauser game against the Blue Jays, they were, they were really trying to attack him early. I believe, um, I believe of like maybe the 10 hits or nine hits that he gave up. Seven of those were on three pitches or less. Uh, that tells me if I'm the pitcher, like, man, they are swinging super early. So now it's, I, I still want them to swing, but I want them to swing at a little bit better pitch. That's for me, like out of the zone or, or, or just on the edge, something like that. And you don't, there's no reason to miss big. You just want to miss the middle, honestly. Um, but a lot of times when you're so attention to detail and you're trying to get on the same page as your catcher and you're trying to make, you know, find your curveball grip or whatever it may be, sometimes you don't see the big picture. That's where a coach, a catcher, Somebody has to come in and say, listen, they are attacking you early. They are swinging early. They don't care where it is. You need to make a better first, you know, two pitches, three pitches. Talking with uh, Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Tillard. Always entertaining, obviously. Alice for the Milwaukee Brewers on Bally Sports Wisconsin. 
Tim, when, when you are in a situation kind of uh, like this Brewers team is, and you're kind of rotating through guys on the roster, Luke Voigt now being designated for assignment, uh, and there seems to be a lot of this going on across baseball. Jesus Aguilar, the former Brewers first baseman, uh, was just designated uh, as well. How much are you paying attention to guys that are being released around the league uh, as much as to guys being released on your own team? Uh, I mean, as a broadcaster, you try to keep up with it. <laughs> but when you're <laughs> in the, job, but when but you're in the, the actual dugout itself, in, are you really paying attention? When you're in the dugout, you're just, I mean, you just, it happens, right? Like you lose guys injuries, lose guys to sit down. Um, it, it's just, it's kind of part of the game and you have to keep going, right? They lost Willie Adamas. You know, it was an unfortunate accident and it, it is a part of baseball and it hurts. It hurts physically. It hurts emotionally. It hurts the team. Um, and you know that he's going to be back. You know, you know the team's going to come around and, and, and he and rally around him. That's already happened. So I, I think when you're in the mix of it, you just, you, you hurt for the guy. You know, when something, when, when one of your buddies is gone and he's on another team and, you know, maybe down the road you get to see him because you lose a best friend that you've done life together for months on end or years on end. But at the same time, you do have a job to do and you have to be, you know, that, that kind of goldfish where you kind of go, you know what? And that's the metaphor for all of it, right? You have, everyone has something going on in life, even if you're a baseball player or not. And by the time you get to the field and by the time you step on that field, you have to push everything that you're going through to the side because you have to go out there and execute your job. And a lot of times that's a really difficult thing to do just because you are a human being and you do have feelings and emotions. That Willie Adamas situation where he's kind of up in the dugout hanging over that rail do you think baseball eventually uh, ends up putting up netting uh, there in front of the dugouts as well to protect players? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I don't know if players would want, like if you did a vote across the board, I don't think guys would, you know, vote for, uh, you know, netting or plastic cages or anything like that. I don't think they would. I think they'd be overwhelmingly like, no, nah, it's fine. Uh, it is a rare thing and it could happen. And I think everyone would just, argue the to play the odds that would be my hunch i don't know maybe it'd be 100 percent. yes bring us you know we'll just all hide in the clubhouse and then you know come out <laughs> when it's our turn to play I, I don't know but um you you look at like the fenway fenway the the dugouts are so far away there's so much foul territory right right yep um so if you give up a foul ball as a pitcher um there's a lot of room there for a guy to make an out so to kind of give that more intimate setting when they started building stadiums they started moving the, the fans closer. Well, what happens when you move the fans closer to the game? Well, there's more risk for injury. So there goes the nets, but at the same time, the dugouts are right there. So this wasn't an issue, you know, 50, 70 years ago, hundred years ago, or even certain stadiums now. But uh, when you're so close to the field like that, it is part of it. Um, don't know the exact remedy of it, except use it as a caution. I used that video. I didn't really want to watch it myself, but I showed it to my 14 year old son as yep. a, as a, you know what, hey, this can happen. If baseball, if that's the path that you choose, you have to be paranoid in this game. Um, it's even the same. When I'm on the field now, uh, even though they're taking batting practice and they have a net, like I cannot turn my back to the field. I cannot. I always have one eye, and I think people think I'm rude when I'm talking to them because <laughs> I just, like I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm staring at this field watching batting practice or these, you know, infield, outfield, because you always have to have an eye on the field and, um, anyway, baseball, just for whatever reason, it can just, it finds anything that goes, uh, wrong. And, and, you know, sometimes it happens to you. It's happened to me and, 
um, it's unfortunate. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you're talking about having a kid who sees that guy get hurt. And obviously that could be you one day getting drilled by a baseball, but you could also be the guy that hit the baseball. And that mental hurdle has to be pretty uh, sizable oh, as yeah. well. Brian Anderson had tears in his eyes as he was trying to complete that at bat. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get that out of their mind anytime soon. Um, that's just, it's just real. I mean, it, it is, you just, I was in a game in AAA playing the Cubs in Iowa. We were in Des Moines in <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. Iowa. <laughs> and uh, anyway, somebody hit this, I mean, an absolute scud into the stands. And the way their concourse is, they have like a couple of them, I guess. But it was like the middle section. Um, it's about a nine foot above uh, the concourse. And it hit this elderly man Oof. that was sitting there. And I think he was standing, I think he was already stood up. He was doing something. He got hit. And I mean, he didn't get hit in a great spot. And he kind of was staggering. And I mean, the whole game stopped. Everyone's like, oh my goodness. This guy ended up falling over the railing <gasps> and, and fell. And then, no, no, he fell back in the seat. It was his wife that got up and she saw this and she was freaking out and she fainted and fell over onto oh, the concourse. Anyway, goodness. I mean, you couldn't not stare at it. But at the same time, you were just like, this is, this is terrible, right? Like, baseball just takes an immediate backseat because you just saw something and you have to deal with it as a human being. And I don't know why you're seeing guys get batter violations because, you know, a guy hit the scud way down the line, uh, into the, you know, over the net into the bleachers and they're sitting there looking to make sure it didn't hit anybody. And then they're called for like a timer violation, not to get in the box. It's like, there's a certain level of humanity <laughs> I think that we all have to acknowledge. Uh, when this stuff happens, like, let's just take a second and regather ourselves um, because it, it is difficult. Were you ever uh, a fan of watching wrestling, like WWE wrestling or anything back in the day? Yeah, I've been to a couple of matches. I saw um, Sting fall, uh, fight Nature Boy. Okay, uh, so you know wrestling. What year that was. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So do you remember <laughs> then, because this goes right along with it, and all, for the humanity, and there was none this night, when Owen Hart in a pay-per-view was supposed to come down from the ceiling and the harness broke or whatever, and he essentially oh, fell yeah. to the ring and essentially was pretty much dead, uh, and they took him out, and Vince McMahon decided, we're still doing the pay-per-view, everybody wrestles. And people were coming from out back just crying as they were walking to the ring as Vince was making them all wrestle for the remainder of that night. I'll never forget that as long as I live because I was watching the pay-per-view and you know the whole ring was filled with all these people working on Owen Hart and everything else and watching all these people have to come out and wrestle. It, and, and again, all for the name of money uh, at the end of the day to make sure you could get his pay-per-view dollars. That was horrible. And if something were like that to happen to baseball, there's just no way you could you would continue that baseball game. You could just look at the Buffalo Bills, the, the thing that happened with DeMar Hamlin uh, and what happened there? And they walked off and said, we're not playing. It's over. And he didn't die or anything, but it was a scary situation. And in baseball, I feel like I can't remember a situation where they stopped a baseball game after something like that happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess comes to mind is the earthquake. What was that, 89, oh, 90? I was watching the, that on TV. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, there's stuff like that. And, you know, you're looking at your people in the stands. I remember we were taking batting practice in AAA in Memphis. Um, and a bunch of the, the, uh, players, wives and kids and stuff were running. I don't think my family was there, but they're running like in the park during batting practice. So we're in the outfield shagging. We can see people and we're like, is that such and such as wife? Like what's going on? Turns out the team hotel had caught fire <gasps> that we were staying at. So like, you know, we, we kind of canceled BP. We went over, we found out that all the electricity was off. Some of the floors had smoke damage. Oh we had God. to walk up the stairs 
And we're like on level, you know, nine or 11 or whatever. So we had to walk up the stairs because the elevator didn't work. Grab all your stuff. We end up taking it to the field, end up getting checked into another hotel. But like sometimes stuff just happens. You don't really know. And it's so rare. It's like, what's the, you know, what would have, what's the remedy? You just cancel the game. What does that look like? We don't, there's no precaution or uh, whatever it is set in place. As no a precedent. To when something yeah. happens. No, yeah, there's, and so no one knows what to do and what's the right call you know, and how much time is needed. And, you know, it's a feel thing. It's relative. People are going to think, well, it's the whole thing should be canceled. Other people are like, no, I paid, you know, $500 to be here. So I want to watch this thing play out. You know, I, so who knows, who knows what the right answer is. I, these are the moments where I'm, thank God I'm not in charge because nobody would want me in charge. I don't know what to do, <laughs> but somebody <laughs> is in charge and they have to make the call. And if they make the call, wh- whatever they feel, um, they're going to get blasted from, you know, of people that said they shouldn't right. make that call. So it's just a tough situation sometimes being in charge. That's why I don't mind, you know, kind of being an ant, you know, right? I just, <laughs> I do what I'm told and I do it the best I can. Uh, no doubt. Brewers Unfiltered podcast also going on this week. Tim Dillard, Adam McKelvey, uh, Sophia Minter. Make sure to download that on your Odyssey app or head on over to brewers.com. One last thing for you. You and yeah. I have talked about this to death and you brought it up earlier about <laughs> time of game, uh, and how this whole thing has changed Major League Baseball, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, and for the first time on social media, I saw a lot of people tweeting at me complaining about, I think it was the afternoon game during the week last week that was two hours and nine minutes long, complaining that it was too fast, the games are going too fast, they need to slow this thing down again, we don't want four hours necessarily, but that that was just way too fast. That was the first time I've really seen people complain about it being too fast. I was floored. I thought it was great. Uh, but a, a lot of fans not happy with the game going as fast as it has been lately. Well, again, you know, it, it, who who wants what? And, you know, if you look at the, the average time of a football game, if you like NFL games, if you like how NFL games work, that's three hours. Yep. And that is, and that's what it is across the board. It's three hours. That is the time that that's the chunk uh, that this game is going to be. And um, people are okay with that. People like football games, but it's once a week. So how does that prepare, you know, compared to baseball, who knows? Uh, I was actually on a broadcast call today. I hope we're allowed to share this stuff. Have no idea if I am or not, uh, but they just came out the final numbers for the first, what third of the season, quarter of the season, however it is a third, third, I think. Um, and the, the official time is, Two and a half hours, two thirty-nine, two hours thirty-nine minutes is what the average game is for the first third of the season, and they're actually upset with that. MLB, they want it to be more like two and a half, so it can compete more with the NBA. Uh, uh, look at NBA normally is like two twenty, I think, or two twenty-three, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had it on there. I screenshot. I didn't look at the NBA as close. Um, so anyway, I'm just I'm looking at this, going, okay, well. <laughs> What, what does this look like? You know, like th- th- this is going to make some people upset if that's the average time because you will get maybe a occasional three-hour game, more like 245, but every once in a while you get a two-hour, nine-minute game. Yep. And if you're paying the money and you're doing the tailgating and you're putting in the time and effort, if you fly somewhere, we're in Toronto right now, a lot of Brewers fans, you know, it, it's a lot of prep. It's a lot of work to get out there and have a game that feels like it's over really quick. So you're going to have that demographic that's like this is way too short i don't know i don't know what's right it's just really strange uh nowadays when it's like we made a rule and then there's another rule to comp the rule and then there's another rule to explain the rule and you just kind of go all right it's 
when when's it end? Somebody right? brought up Give to me that we can use. Somebody brought up to me that the owners at some point are going to get mad because they're robbing themselves of concession stand money. The quicker these games go. Yeah, they did a study. I um, the food. I heard there was MLB, uh, or, or not MLB, a uh, Baseball America article um, that I was looking at, and it, it said the concessions wasn't that big a deal. You know, concessions across the board were fine. It was the beer sales um, that suffered a little bit. I've talked to several clubs. The beer sales were dropped dramatically to the point where the Nashville Sounds actually started serving beer through nine innings. Of course, their games are really short comparatively, I think, even to MLB. Uh, but anyway, they had to start selling beer through the ninth inning because they had to get some sort of money back because people weren't buying enough because the game was just all of a sudden it's over. Uh, I know the Brewers tried that for a week or a homestand, and I guess it was the, you know, paying the, 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 the people to be there as opposed to how much they were selling. It didn't seem like it was a quantifiable thing. So they went back to the end of the seventh. So I don't know. I, to me, that was the first thing I saw. I, I thought about like, man, shorter games just means less of everything, yeah. <laughs> less, less sales. And I was like, if the whole thing's about money, I don't understand, you know, why they want to make it shorter. And then sometimes in some cases charge you more for it. So I don't, I don't know the remedy of all that kind of stuff, but I feel like at every turn, it's just like another rule that kind of will irk, you know, a, a good section of people. So I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong, but I'm just glad I'm I'm not in charge at times. <laughs> not in charge of that either. No, you are not. It is Tim <laughs> Dillard. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Tim Dillard. And again, he's brought to you by our fine folks over at Fourth Base Restaurant. They do a great job over there. Yeah, I know. It's the iconic uh, bar restaurant from the movie Major League. And I don't think people expect the quality uh, and type of food you get when you go in there. Because when you go in there, you think, ah, oh, it's just a sports bar. I just got me a burger or whatever. And yes, you could have a great burger and stuff, but they got steaks and lobster. They got all kinds of stuff over there, too. Yeah, I, it's almost like a, a detriment calling it a sports bar. There are sports, there is a bar, but at the same time, the food is incredible. And the menu's on a little board, and you walk over there, and you're probably wondering, where is the menu? And they point to it, and then you get your food, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this place is amazing. A hole in the wall that was there forever, and no one knew about it. So, yes, definitely check it out. Tim, thank you so much for coming on, man. We'll talk again next week. All right. Thanks, Sparky. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.